before BSO, I was Michelangelo, the artistic flow coming from STM on the legendary shows. I knew I'd be a star, but did I know it wouldn't be from far? See, that's the big lead, the radar online. I wasn't the undefeated, but I still was gonna shine. I took a few L's, took them shots like pop, but then I got my weight up, like Jason Witten or Hive it like Ryan Hart, skipping Bailey, Shannon Sharp. Don't have to scream like Stephen A to get my point across. Climb Jamel Hills, won't carry championships. They were quick to pull the gun, hoping Rob would quit. But 15 years later, Rob's still the shit. Rob's still legit. Rob's still on everyone's time for powerless. Rob is courtside. Rob is ringside. Catch Rob outside at the 50 yard line. Don't act surprised. Rob is a winner. George Steinbrenner cooking up these headlines. What you want for dinner? The Black Sports Center. You know who I be. Triple OG. E. Ohio State University. That's who reps me. I love for a friend. I just murdered this track called at a dead spin. The headline king is back. We made it to Friday. That's uh, always an amazing thing. We can make it through another week uh, in this crazy world that we live in. This is Headlines uh, with Robin Littell. Thank you for joining us. The first thing that we have to talk about is a ex-Brooklyn Nets cheerleader named Jen Rufo. She was on a podcast. And of course, like all IG models today, she's uh, also on OnlyFans and does a podcast and TikToks and all of that other stuff. And she was telling a story about how when she was a cheerleader with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, she basically ran through uh, the the starting five. It was a milky uh, train and how the organization frowned upon that. Well, there's a couple of reasons why the organization or organizations or sports teams frown on, on that type of thing. First off, they don't want to get sued. Uh, you know, if a cheerleader says something that the, the player did to him, it could be a big spectacle and they can get, you know, sued. Secondly, you know, there's performance issues. You know, you 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 got a big game coming up. You know, you're getting ready to play Jokic or somebody like that. And, you know, before the game, you're playing a little bad gaming with the, the cheerleaders can make your legs a little weak. So you can't, you know, close out the screens and things of that nature. And that's Another reason why they don't want the cheerleaders fraternizing, you know, with the players. Now, she pointed out that, you know, there's nothing wrong with her, you know, knocking, trying to get knocked up by the starting five. And and she doesn't feel that that made her any less of a dancer. And she felt like there was a double standard with that because it was in their contracts. They couldn't fraternize. And it's not necessarily in the players' contracts uh, to fraternize. And she doesn't feel like she should be judged by her actions and and she's right you know you know you you do what you want to do you do you but I always find it interesting when people say they shouldn't be judged by their actions or people are judgy the thing about that is this is that when nobody knows your actions there's nothing to judge you see what I'm saying so if you kept that to the grave you know that you possibly you know was was playing a little bad gambling with Joe Johnson or something like that, you keep that to yourself. There's nothing to judge. But when you go on a podcast or you go publicly and you say, hey, you know, I went to the point guard, the power forward, the center, you know, the sixth man of the year. And, you know, I was doing more than splits 
on the court. People are going to judge you because anything that you put out publicly has judgment. That's just the way it is. It's one of the things that you have to accept. If I didn't want people critiquing me, I wouldn't be doing the video. So when I get a comment that says you're trash or this or that or whatever they want to say about it, you don't see, I don't get mad about it because I understand is when you put yourself out there, you give your opinion on something, people can give their opinion back. That's fair. It's not a one-way street. So if you go down and say that you ran a choo-choo train on the Nets starting five, people are going to have an opinion on it. Now, you can disagree with that opinion. You can agree with that opinion. You can say that, you know, maybe people should keep these things to themselves. There are some other stronger words that some people have used uh, in this matter. But the fact is, you didn't have to tell anybody the story. Freedom of speech, as I always say, doesn't mean freedom of consequences. Things that, that are said publicly, you know, are going to have consequences. The thing that I've always had an issue with is when people take private conversations and make them public. That's just me. That's something that I was taught as a young person that you simply don't do. If you have issues privately with someone, you keep those issues private. Something that somebody said to you in private, you keep it private. You don't make it public for clout. You don't make it public, you know, to expose. That's just the old school person in me. But these young people and these people that, you know, need attention from social media, they have to, they like to put the private stuff out publicly. Now, in her case, I will say she didn't say any names. She didn't say any names. I'd have looked at that a little bit differently because you let out a private situation and then you're exposing someone publicly that could be married now, could his kids are watching or whatever it may be. So that's cool. But it's the people that put out their private, the private stuff and they make public for clout or they make public for clicks or they make it public for situations. People ask me all the time, say, I've never put out anything that was not public. If it's public, I'll put it out. Somebody says something public, I'll put it out. But stuff that I know privately, the stuff that can probably make me a lot more money than doing this video, I always keep that stuff private because that's just a rule that I have. And obviously not a lot of people uh, are actually uh, using these days in 2023. Uh, moving on, Bob Knight died and people were, saying, hey, Rob, uh, what do you think about Bob Knight dying? And uh, where's your Bob Knight RIP? And where's your Bob Knight dead story? And all of this stuff. And, and you know, I have, speaking of rules, I have this rule about death, right? I don't think you should ever play around or celebrate anybody's death. I also don't think you should take someone dying and then all of a sudden bring up everything about them in the past. I mean, they can't defend themselves. They're dead. Uh, I honestly do believe if you don't have anything nice to say about the dead, that you just don't say anything at all. Like uh, when uh, Kevin Samuels died, obviously he had rubbed a lot of young ladies the, the wrong way and they celebrated uh, his death. You know, they danced, uh, you know, for, for his death. They made fun of him. They made jokes. They made memes. And I just don't think you should should do that, regardless of how you feel. Uh, uh, about someone because life is very fragile, uh, especially in the United States of America, where you can go bowling and somebody can come in with an AR-15 and shoot you. Or you can just be walking down the street and somebody can stab you. I mean, it's a 
you know, along with the various illnesses and, and, and drunk drivers, all the type of stuff. Your life is very fragile to the point that I don't think you should ever tempt fate by speaking uh, uh, about someone's death. Like I like, and you know, the people that do it all the time, because listen, nobody is perfect. Nobody's clean. Nobody has had a life without any mistakes uh, at all. So when someone dies, it's easy to, to go, especially if they're 80 years old, easy to go through their entire life and find, you know, what you want to nitpick about. I thought it was disgusting uh, when Kobe Bryant uh, had passed away, his daughter uh, was with them. And they, they, they didn't deserve some of the things that were said by people in the, the immediate aftermath about that. You know, you have a grieving widow, yes, other kids and stuff, yes, millions of fans, and, and it's just, don't say nothing. You know, I don't, I didn't particularly care uh, for Bob Knight. So I'm not going to take his, I'm not going to fake it. That's the other thing. I'm not asking, and that's the other thing. I don't ask anybody, if you had issues with a person before they died, I'm not asking you to feel sympathy. I'm not asking you to feel sorry. I'm not asking you to feel grief. I'm not asking any of that. I, I feel like if you don't like somebody, keep it real. Don't front. If you didn't like them, you know, when they're alive, don't act like you liked them when they were dead, when they're dead. So, I mean, I'm not asking you to do, I'm just saying for your own internal thing, just let it go. They're dead. They can't do anything else to harm anybody else. They're in the ground. There's nothing else that they can do. So just, you know, let it go. It's over now. There's, there's nothing else to, to be done. Like, once again, I didn't particularly care. Uh, for Bob Knight. So, you know, I'm not going to be dancing or saying anything. I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm not going to say anything positive. I'm just going to go about my day. Because when I saw it, that's why I was like, okay, all right. Then I went about my day. There's nothing else to say. You know, and so uh, that's just me. I feel like, I don't know, it's a, so, it's a social media thing. You feel like you have to say something about everything, but that's not the case. You know, <laughs> coming from me, who can be very long-winded at all times, I understand, but it's not the case. You don't have to say everything. Uh, you don't have to say anything about everything. You really don't. Eliminates hitting. You don't. It's, it's, it's okay. You don't have to say anything. You can just go about your day. It's all right. Just go about your day. On a more positive note, what about your boy Wendy out there dropping 38 and 10 and two blocks on the Suns? Looking good. You know, the, the, the reason I want to bring him up, not because, I mean, you can watch the highlights yourself, is this. Why does it seem to disappoint people when athletes that have high expectations actually do well? Hmm? What do you think about that? Ask, ask yourself that question. Why does it seem to bother people when, when an athlete has an expectation, they meet the expectation? Why are you upset about that? Why do you want people to fail? I find that very interesting. You should want everybody to succeed. People, so I'll use an example. I hate the way, I like Malik Willis. He's a, a, a wonderful human being, right? He's a great human being. I don't like the way the Titans have treated him. Uh, throughout the time since the, since they drafted, I don't like it, and it's, it, and the reason I don't like it is because I like him. That's just, I'm just being honest. I don't have to fake it. I don't like it because I like him. It has nothing to do with him on the field. I just don't feel like they treat him as an individual the right way. But that didn't mean I was gonna shit on Will Levis. 
if he throws, Will Evans throws four touchdowns, I'm happy for him. Why wouldn't I be happy for you? Now, there's nothing about Will Levins that says anything wrong with him. Nothing bad about him. You know, I ain't, I don't see is there any videos of him calling people niggas or something. As long as there's nothing like that out there, you know, they didn't anything particularly wrong. Why would I root against him? Why would I do that? People, I, I can't believe. I thought you liked Malik Willis. Why are you why are you giving honest assessments to Will Levins? Any rookie that goes up there and throws four touchdown passes. They need, they get, you know, praise. I'm not a hater. I want everybody to succeed. They're not mutually exclusive. I don't have to hate him. People always say, you hate, did you hate Josh Allen? Because I used to say, well, why did they ever ask Josh Allen to be a tight end like they asked Lamar Jackson to be a wide receiver? That's not against Josh Allen. It's not his fault. I don't know beef with Josh Allen. If Josh Allen, you know, Threw 40 TDs and ran for 10. I'd vote for for MVP. Ain't no beef with Josh Allen. I just want the media to treat everybody the same. And, and so that's what, what's weird to me about Wendy. It's like he's the number one pick. There's obviously some very high expectations for him. Uh, probably the, the highest expectations since LeBron came into the league. It's an early sample. You can't take anything, you know, simply from four or five games, but he looks the part. He's 19 years old. He's going to have some difficulties. LeBron didn't make the playoffs in his first year. But uh, uh, any rookie coming in and dropping 38 and 10 with with a, going against a team with Kevin Durant on it, that should be applauded. Should be happy about that. I didn't, that, ain't, that wasn't nothing. That was weak. That was, it was a high-scoring game. Like, why are you? Why? <laughs> Why, do, why Why? does that happen? That is really intriguing to me. It, it seems like there's, there's more people that want people to fail in this world than succeed. Is it because you, 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 the downfall is more interesting? It, it makes better television. It makes better podcasts. It makes better YouTube. Makes better social media. Is that what it is? The negative makes more than the positive. Is that what it is? I mean, it's true. I'm not saying that it's not true. When something bad happens, there's more money to be in for. Like nobody wanted Matthew Perry to die, but but him being dead that helped TMZ, right? Anytime something negative, negative makes more money than positive. But that doesn't that that maybe that takes the media uh, into it. But what about the regular everyday person? Why would a regular everyday person that works for Amazon want Victor Wimbiana to fail? Why are they upset that he's succeeding? Why do they get more joy seeing him break a three than making a three? Is it just because their lives are not great? So to to see. Somebody else fail makes them feel better. Misery loves company. I've talked about this before. You should want every draft pick to succeed. You should want every player to succeed. Every team, they you want every game to be a good game. That's why I never like when, when players are like, Jesus or the Lord made sure we won this game. That, that would imply that the Lord doesn't like the other team or the other players. You The, the thing that you want and this is coming from an Ohio State fan, people would be like, yeah, yeah, I, it bothers me because I'm an alumni. 
if Ohio State loses, right? But it doesn't ruin my like week <laughs> if they lost fair and square. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't ruin my day. I mean, I may be upset. I may take a couple of jokes, get cracked back on. I can take on it. It doesn't, it doesn't affect my life. You know, I want them to win. They're my alma mater. I want them to win the championship every year. I want them to win every game. But if they get cooked fair and square, so be it. Because if you get cooked fair and square, all you can do is, you know, tip your cap to the person that beat them. Now, granted, that doesn't go for Michigan. Damn cheetahs. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, VSO TV. You know where else to find me at on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You know where to find me at. Uh, we'll be back next week with another round of headlines with Robert Littell.